going to attempt to not say like so much. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're adjusting our calendars again. No, I just bought my 2022 calendar that has all of the Marvel movies printed on it. I knew that wasn't a good idea. Bad investment. Yeah, 2022, and and I know you're you're smart, so you got the 18 month calendar that goes into 2023. So you got to get rid of that too. <laughs> I should have upgraded to those like peel and stick dates where you can yeah. just shift everything around. Buy a pencil, people. Just buy a pencil. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Or go to our website. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Anakin Skywalker might show up in Ahsoka. Hmm? Mm, Maybe. Darth Vader Maybe. is scheduled for every Star Wars property moving forward here on the yeah. show. I've not seen Hayden Christensen in a movie or a show in a while. So uh. <laughs> he's been he's been trending a little bit recently because he was in this really bad romantic comedy called Little Italy. Um, I don't know when it came out, somewhat after his uh, role in Star Wars. And I think it just got added to Netflix um, because it's not a new movie, but usually when something makes it a shift to a streaming service, people start watching it for the first time. Like, oh, if I haven't seen it, it's new to me. And it's just, I've been seeing the movie poster pop up in my feeds and it, Hayden Christensen's face on that poster is just like, put me out of my misery. <laughs> uh-huh. That's actually a 2018 film. Uh, just oh, it that's a lot earlier than I thought it was. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Apparently, it was running. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago. Um, the original Cowboy Bebop is now on Netflix. That's your mm-hmm. PSA and more. And more. I am recording from an undisclosed, different location. So if I sound a little bit different, that's why. But special thanks uh, to Patrick last week for yeah. filling in for me. I was traveling, seeing some family for the first time since the pandemic swept the world. So uh, I I uh, fully appreciate it. Uh, it just happens to fall on like one of the biggest like media days that we have of the calendar year. Uh, but at least it was a DC media day, and it sounds like. Uh, overall bit of a letdown last yeah. week for the fandom it sounds yeah. like <laughs> nothing new really yeah i came out of it but i mean um you know we, we we could talk about it here at the top if you want to mike if you saw the batman trailer if you got anything out of it yeah um, i mean I, honestly the biggest surprise i was telling you uh, just a few minutes ago was really just the flash teaser just because they trot ezra miller out in front of a green screen he acts like he's a hostage doesn't want to be there just goes on and on for a couple minutes that like oh we have no no footage we have nothing we haven't shot anything why are you even looking at me and then all of a sudden cue like a teaser trailer where they actually have footage and they show the double miller uh next to supergirl and it's just like oh this is like a teaser trailer uh what do you mean you don't have one it's right here so i don't know what was going on there well don't forget he also said the best thing about the movie uh was not us going but us watching him in the movie yeah i couldn't i couldn't tell if he was doing a bit right it was like right on that borderline of i don't know ezra miller enough to see if he's being sarcastic or not so it was just very bizarre and the dome just in general was really fun because when i was back home with family me and my brother just happened to be browsing through youtube when the fan dome was starting so we're just like oh click on that thumbnail let's watch it so seeing all of these like 
uh, personalities in this green screen, like being scaled to this fictitious dome. It was just so funny because they would pull the camera out so far. You would see these people that like look little ants and it's just like, I get it. You're in a dome, but it's not real. You but you're not really to, in a dome. Yeah, You don't have to impress me with your fake dome. It was just so funny. Yeah. But the Batman trailer was just kind of more of the same, right? I think it could be a good movie. We see a little bit more Penguin, but I do kind of just feel like I'm dipping back into uh, a Batman movie. I, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I feel like we've seen almost every interpretation of Batman on the big screen and small screen, right? Like, we've gone from campy to dark and gritty to kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, we see different ages of the Batman, younger to older. So uh, I feel like the only water that really hasn't been tread yet is to maybe elevate some of the villains that we haven't really seen before. Like, you know, uh, the Riddler hasn't really been taken super seriously on the big screen. So I guess that's new territory there with Paul Dano. Um, so there could be some new stuff happening here. I'm just curious if a franchise really gets built out of it at all, right? The closest that we've really ever gotten, I would say, to uh, like like a real Batman franchise was Nolan. And I I think a lot of people didn't really like that third one whether or not Heath Ledger was the, you know, the the connective tissue for that, we'll never really know. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, it was just a lot, a lot of little teasers and a lot of little clips, and I feel like I didn't miss much. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, oh, you need to go back and watch because I think, again, judging by the, not, not discourse, but like just the people's dialogue online of, who who aren't really in the this the know like we are right like we're we're in this almost like too much um, that people were are like going crazy over the Batman stuff and that was really about it um, nobody else cared about the Flash Aquaman um, even Black Adam which was, I thought was interesting because the Rock is you know um, he's always what, what the number one most paid actor every year almost it seems like so. Um, yeah, I figured he he get a little more discourse, but really nothing uh, else. Has well, the come rock out of that. the rock is a little busy at the moment because somehow he's got like a rap song with like Tech Nine or something that's been used a lot uh, in my TikTok feed recently. So that's kind of weird and bizarre because I'm used to just kind of hearing him do his sing song talky thing more in a Moana context. So mm-hmm. it's just been really funny to hear that. But yeah. I guess that's uh that's my wrap up of of a week off of kind of slightly missing fandom but not really yeah not not really so we'll 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 get into some of this stuff so it is the the halloween season so you've you've been watching some some spooky movies if you will uh and tell me about them tell me how good they were spook spook season the great part about having a bunch of streaming services i feel like there's a lot of spooky movies out there uh uh readily available to stream right so uh i was catching uh the uh infamous house of wax on hbo max if i remember correctly wax max makes a lot of sense uh and if you don't remember i feel like this movie only got made just purely off of the back of paris hilton because she just happened to be i don't even want to say she starred in the movie she was just kind of like a almost like a a friend of one of the main characters so uh this movie really gets made because of her i even think the poster that you see of the house of wax has like wax dripping over a silhouette of a face and I'm pretty sure that's even Paris Hilton's uh, silhouette there so you can pretty much skip this movie entirely except I think the ending set piece is actually really really cool 
I guess slight spoilers for the House of Lax, but I don't know, you know, why you would care. But there literally is a House of Wax at the end of the movie that start mel- that starts melting that for a brief moment does look really cool. You can tell that they actually constructed some large objects. I would I don't know if it's out of wax or what exactly they made it out of it, but then they started melting it in front of the camera. And I just thought that was really, really cool. Like, um, there's characters that are trying to climb a staircase, but since the house is on fire, their feet start to seep into the steps, and I I thought that was pretty neat. So the movie overall is, is very skippable, but some of the wax effects were actually kind of interesting towards the end. So uh, if you already have your HBO Max subscription, I mean, that's, that's a free watch. Mm-hmm. Just hit your forward button, fast forward until you start to see a big fire towards the end, and there you go. Watch the house uh, melt. So that was pretty fun. It's probably, I, it's probably on YouTube, too. <laughs> yeah, towards the end. And then while I was home visiting family, uh, we watched The Babysitter, with which is a movie from McGee on Netflix that I believe also had a sequel, but I think the sequel is from a different creative team, so I don't know exactly how it holds up. I haven't watched it, but it's just kind of like this, this very campy kind of slasher horror movie uh, where the babysitter is trying to collect some blood from the kid that she's babysitting to uh, do a a spell, a seance. I'm not exactly sure, but it's graphic, but it's also fun and campy. Parts of it are slightly unrealistic that can make your, make your eyes roll a little bit, but then you get into those parts of the film that are just uh, super off the wall and it doesn't even really matter what's happening. But I am kind of interested in watching the sequel because they age up the kid. The kid that is babysat returns and he's older, like an adult kind of in high school now. So I'm curious to kind of see how that dynamic changes but yeah a fun little franchise i guess they're building over there at netflix uh the babysitter uh very violent and graphic but uh like it it it, it, once you reach a certain level of blood on screen it stops being scary and it starts just being like hilarious so i would say that's kind of what you're getting into there like imagine tarantino and you know with those amounts of uh blood splatter so yeah check out the babysitter franchise i can't speak for the second one but the first one was pretty fun is that um, Samara Weaving, I believe? Is that the actress? Uh, is she that? the one that was in Ready or Not too? Uh, I don't remember. I, 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 I know she's in she's in Bill and Ted Face the Music and Guns Akimbo. Um, yeah, you hear it? I just pulled her up. Yep, yeah, Ready or Not. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Snake Eyes. Like I think she's she's a good actress. I think she's gonna be uh, something we see kind of going forward. But that's that's interesting. I thought when you said babysitter, I thought what was that? Is it the Vin Diesel movie? Where he was a babysitter. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the tooth fairy? Isn't that isn't he a tooth fairy? The Rock movie? was a tooth fairy, I thought. Oh wow. I don't well, know. I don't they're know. fighting with each other <laughs> who, who can who can babysit more kids, but um yeah, that's good. Well then in that case, I'm gonna jump into our first bit of news here, Mike, is what I watched this week. Mm-hmm. Um I spent um I took a bunch of uh, time off work this week to work on my house, as I showed you. I've got some cool stuff going on. Um so I can actually, by this weekend, enjoy the movie Dune, which is now out in theaters and HBO Max. And before we get into this, um, they don't tell you this in any of the marketing. They don't tell you this in any of the advertising. But when you start it up, it just says Dune Part 1. So <laughs> if you're expecting this to be the full adaptation of the book Dune, um, uh, 
you were going to be very disappointed. Um, <laughs> that, I, I kind of, it's funny because I come at this of, I haven't seen uh, Dune yet, any versions of the movie, even the one uh, that just came out. I just haven't had time to catch it yet. So Chris is going to give us some spoiler free thoughts. Yes. But even I myself, who hasn't read the book or seen any media, like knew that like, this is like a, this is like a, a long book slash like franchise. This isn't going to be contained to one movie. And if it was, they would have told us that, right? It's like yeah. the evidence of absent. The, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. So it's like they weren't telling people that this was the whole book. So it's obviously not the whole book, right? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, and I would tell you the first Dune book is not that long. It's not, I mean, it's, I would say it's similar in terms of like reading like the first Hobbit book kind of thing. Um, but, but this stuff is it's interesting. So I'm, I'm going to jump in the spoiler free. I'm not going to spoil this. Um, but uh, again, I talked to Patrick, uh, who hosted the show this last week about it, and we, we both agree you get half of a movie here. Uh, it, it ends in a weird spot, um, you know, but like, I, I'm going to say if you don't know Dune, you're going to be pissed off. So <laughs> wait, wait for both parts to watch. However, this is one of the most visually. Um, enthralling films you know i've ever seen uh denny has really knocked it out of the park in terms of how this uh, looks are, you, are you on a are you on first names ba- basis with the man i don't know his, i don't know his <laughs> last name offhand um so i didn't want to look like a complete asshole uh, talking <laughs> about this. so i'm just gonna go with it he, he, he like you know again it, it, again blade runner 2049 beautiful film um great actors this is the same thing the acting is fantastic we, we've got a a huge cast here, a lot of Marvel uh, and superhero alumni, if you will. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's right up our alley for this. But like, he 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 is able to tell the story um, that you know the book uses a lot of exposition to without really being you know uh, heavily in exposition here and like having voiceovers and stuff like that. It does a really good job, and, and it's great. Exactly when I read the book, this is how I envisioned it in my mind. Is how he's created it as well. So I think that's that's a really good translation. So I, I I've got to really applaud him for what he's done, but I, I think at the same time that there is no promise of a part two yet, and that it's not like hey wait one year for part two or hey wait six months for part two kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just sitting here like it, it, like it's kind of like a slap in the face. Like do you want to watch Dune? Well, too bad you get half of a you get half of a story, not not even the full story. So yeah, uh, but. I really enjoyed it. I really liked what I saw. I just wish the second half was here. And like, that's like gut wrenching for me Yeah, in a weird way. I just, uh, I just did a, a Google of how to pronounce and it's, uh, Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve or Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, right. That's how you get, that's how you get the, well, it, I've never used this, uh, pronunciation tool on Google. And even when you click play, you get a little mouth translation. So you get this animation of lips that move with it. So, uh, uh, that's that's fun, but yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm getting kind of like uh, Hunger Games, Harry Potter vibes mm. when you talk about the the sectioning of the movie. Like when yeah. you see those like second to last movies, you don't quite get the conclusion that you want, but you feel that there's more behind the curtain, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And I, I would say you know knowing like the rest of the book, it, where it ends is definitely not where I would split the book, even split the movie kind of thing. Like I'm like this is an interesting spot to. To choose so, but I mean, it's it's fantastic uh, all around, and I, I think um, it, it definitely deserves a watch if you have it on HBO Max. Theaters, it's going to be kind of your own choice on that if you want to go or not. Um, if you like it enough at home, 
you may want to go see it there. I, I again, I built my own theater in the basement, so I was like thrilled to hear the bass and the sounds and 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 see everything kind of come to fruition. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I want to recommend it so bad, but I'm like. I, I hate recommending half of a movie to people because I'm like, you're just going to be disappointed if you don't know what you're yeah. watching. Well, it's like you sat down to watch a movie, paused it halfway through, and then somebody's asking you, well, what do you think about it? Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, so I'll let you know when it's done. But it sounds like you might have to wait like a year, yeah. year and a half to finish it. <laughs> it might even be more. If they've not started filming it, or maybe they filmed some of it while they were making the first one, I don't know. Um, there could be more there. But I mean, I, they really need to come out and say, we're committing to a part two and then I'd be like, yes, then let's watch like, yes, people should watch it. But like until then I'm like, I don't know if they're going to do it, but it sounds like it's doing well at the box office. Um, it's, it's doing, uh, you know, gangbusters on HBO max. So hopefully Chris, you, you just did the worst thing that you could have done for me. Uh, I had planned to watch it this week, but you just gave me the open window to wait until part two comes out. Yeah. So maybe I'll just I, do that. I, I mean, <laughs> as, as someone who, who like you, who absorbs a lot of content, right? Like you watch a lot of stuff. I think you would, you would, you would enjoy this, especially with the actor, the cast list in here that, that you know of. Um, it, it, the people I'd say like, you know, if, if my parents came to me and they were like, Hey, um, you know, Dune, should we watch it or not? It's going to be like a kind of a, uh, catch 22 kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, you should. It's great. Um, so it gets more money. So they confirm the second one, but if you don't, you know, uh, but, but you may be, you're kind of lost, but if you wait, you can watch it with the second one later. But you know, it's, it's kind of a Dan, if you Dan, if you don't think, but for you, for you, Mike, I would recommend watching it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're, you're in the free yet. Um, but, All right. well, we'll see. We'll but see. I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to, to buy my time here because not this week, but next week. Uh, so a little under two weeks, we have Eternals, Mike, uh, coming out in theaters and, uh, I, right before this, I just I saw that the review embargoes had lifted. Um, no spoilers in those mostly, but you know there are spoilers for this movie and the end credit scenes out in the wild because for some reason the people at Variety thought it was okay to just publish them like in tweets and in their articles after yeah. they watched the premiere on Monday. Yeah, luckily I avoided a lot of that. Uh, I saw some people tweeting about it. I was like, all right, it's time to pull up the. Uh, the Twitter feature where I can mute words and yeah. just a PSA, a heads up if anybody else does that. Uh, your first in- instinct, right, is to use those like first order words like eternals. You suggested words like deviance and things like that. And that's all great. But you, what you also have to do is you have to go back and do all of those words again with hashtags in front of them. Because most of the time when outlets talk about this movie, they don't just type the word eternals. They type hashtag eternals and the muted words will not filter that out. So if you're somebody that's hunting through Twitter to put those muted words in there, there's my PSA. Make sure you yeah. do one of every word with and wish without a hashtag. So uh, I yeah. think I've avoided most stuff on Twitter. That's where I kind of get all of my quick up-to-date stuff. Um, luckily, my Instagram Explore tab that has uh, you know superhero stuff in there, at least you know if I see something recognizable, I can just scroll really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was really interesting uh, to wake up to Tuesday because I clicked on an article and it didn't load that it's like, oh, we're going to put all this stuff in the middle to, to pad, the, pad it down so you don't see the spoilers. 
and none of that was there. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. So uh, for me, I have I know what this is, um, and <laughs> I don't want anyone else to find out what it is. So avoid uh, everything else that you can that you can uh, do that. But that's coming out next um, a week a week now, and um, you know reviews are coming out. So I'm going to stay free. I'm not going to watch any more TV spots. I'm, I'm cutting myself off, Mike. This is the time to to, to buckle up and and go uh, watch Eternals in the theaters. Uh-huh. The other thing um, to talk about, we're going to talk about Marvel Studios. I'm going to talk about Marvel Animation. Apparently, they are now rumored to add anime uh, in their efforts uh, to, to put new content on Disney+. Plus. Um, this comes along the, I guess, uh, a lot of people maybe watch Star Wars Visions, um, you know, are reacting well to a Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Disney Plus also said that they're, you know, looking at anime, um, original anime programming to Disney Plus. But, you know... Um, Marvel has dipped their toes in the anime before. I believe you, you recently watched some, did you not? Is that? Yeah, I watched a little bit of the X-Men animated yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, so there's X-Men, there's a, a Wolverine, there's Blade, and there's Iron Man. Then there's an Iron Man movie called Rise of uh, Technovore. Uh, so um, Marvel's no no stranger to anime, but I, I don't know. Um, well, it almost like this is such a weird kind of moment to start making content and call it anime, right? Because I think authentically when people hear the word anime they think of something produced and created out of japan but the thing is anime has been so influential for the last like 20 or 30 years just all over the world even in like western uh, cinema and television that a lot of the animation that gets made here stateside already has a lot of these anime influence i mean think of something like airbender uh legend of korra Mm -hmm. uh just anything over here action-based is really heavily influenced by anime so to me Using the word anime, it it's almost starting to lose meaning, which I hope that doesn't seem disrespectful to the creators over there in Japan who's making this stuff. But it's like it's almost just like you don't even really need to use the word anymore. And also, how would it be any different from what you're making like with What If, right? Like, I'm sure every animator that works on What If loves anime, right? And has used a lot of that inspiration when it comes to like creating compositions and like fight scenes for sure. So it's just weird. It's just really hard to draw the line. And then on top of that, a lot of other Asian countries are producing their own animation. So like South Korea, China, uh, and that those would you even technically call those anime even more since it's not out of Japan? So it's almost like the category is growing so big. The definition has become well, pointless the, in a way. The, I, I, don't, I don't So these like star Wars visions and the Disney plus, they are actually sourcing these out of the Japan studios mm-hmm. that are making them. So I would say that this is safely under the anime umbrella. Um, if you, if you want to go down the OG rabbit hole of whatever, whatever it is. So um, I, I think, I think they'll be safe with that, but I mean, I, I, I hope it's not another anthology series. Um, hopefully maybe they pick a character who can live in animation in the MCU and go forward with it. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they would do. I don't know. Um, Howard the duck was pretty good. In those uh, what if episodes, maybe they can go down that road, but um, <laughs> with, with him, but I mean, you know, if they're going to do something, Marvel animation, they just need to go ahead and draw the distinction. This is, canonical stuff we're doing and this is non-canonical stuff we're doing because i think that's the crossroads they're at like are we going to keep doing like these what ifs which are totally quote unquote canon because they are just alterations on the mcu at whole or are we just going to go like out of hell with it we're going to go down or you know we're just adding more content like dc does right like when they do their like their adjusted animated movie is 
you know, an adaptation of their comic book, but it's not tied to their DCEU or anything uh, mm-hmm. proper. So that's what I want to know is what, how they're going to how they're going to treat that and and pick and choose those things. Uh, sad news, folks. Uh, all your movies for Marvel have pretty much been delayed or outright stricken from the calendar uh, for for some that were not announced yet. So we're going to talk about Marvel Studios shuffling some stuff this week. Um, it pushed back. So if you want to, Mike, where can they find our list of releases that we update every time a new change is made? Oh, it's so easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com and click on the upcoming releases link at the top of the page. We got this nice little text-based list no pop-up ads nothing that's asking for your email subscription just no ads in general you don't need an ad blocker to navigate our website we're not going to email you either just yeah you got to come look for yourself but it's a tool that we use ourselves that we like to share with our listeners and it's good to have a tool like that especially now because marvel is such an interwoven cinematic universe that when one thing kind of gets delayed uh, everything has to shift mm-hmm. down the ladder. So it seems like that's what ha- what that is what has happened here. Yes. So um, rather than use their March slot, March twenty second, that has essentially been stricken from the calendar. Nothing's filling it. So uh, Doctor Strange went to May fifth, which was originally Thor: Love and Thunder spot. Thor went to July, which was originally Black Panther: Wakanda Forever spot, which was. Uh, which, is November 11th, which was the original Marvel spot, which took February 17th, which was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania spot, which is now in July of 2023. So they all just, like you said, it's a domino effect, right? One falls, they all fall in the same direction. However, there were two untitled Marvel movies on the calendar for 2023, uh, one in July 28th and one October 6th. They have both been taken off completely. Um, I don't think that means those movies were canned I think they don't have a release date for for them yet um, because we only have uh, one more in 2023 and that was a November 3rd, which is uh, actually it was November 10th. I believe it has moved up to November 3rd. Uh, as you can see here, Mike, as usual, Marvel has a pattern. They usually release the same months, uh, usually almost exactly a year later to the date. Uh, they like to, to stamp their ground in here. Um, and then per Kevin Feige, you had it was an interview because the Eternals is going on. So he's out of his little Feige hole, as we call uh, doing interviews. Um, apparently, it's production shifts and changes, and because they have so many slots, they can just shift the slots for the movie. So, like you said, they literally, if one gets changed, they just plug and play down the line uh, for that. So, that's sad that we have to wait till May after to get Doctor Strange after this. But I think you know, on the whole, this is probably going to be what better, maybe. Um, any vibe for you, Mike, off, off this right off the Yeah, gate? I mean, honestly, I was totally unfazed by the news, right? Yeah. Because what is like the last like year and a half just taught everybody is just like things are things are perpetually shifting, right? Now, if this was like a normal environment where a pandemic never happened and this news broke, yeah, I think I could probably like dissect it a little bit more. But yeah. I, I, I have just gotten so used to not having concrete dates for any movies, anything that I'm excited for, that I just like sit back and I just and I'm just like, when's the next movie come out? I forget. And then you know things like Eternals pop up. Like I like when we were talking about the review embargo, I pulled up my YouTube uh, subscribe feed and I saw that there was a review available for Eternals and I was like wait what isn't that movie like a couple more weeks away and then I realized oh no once Halloween weekend's gone 
uh, the Eternals is the yeah. next one up. So uh, these all everything everything in my life, whether it's a movie or whether it's something physical in my being, has been elusive and not screwed down to the ground in the last year and a half. So. Uh, I'm rolling with the punches, as one would say. Yeah, the only thing that didn't change in 2023 was Guardians 3 uh, is staying in that May 5th slot. Yeah, far oh. enough out. I, I guess the, the the one interesting thing that DC doesn't have to worry about sharing March with uh, Doctor Strange anymore with Batman. Yeah. So uh, I guess I don't know if, uh, if the game of chicken ever would have come to fruition with that weekend because... Uh, it harkens back to Batman versus Superman and Civil War, which I think also was happening in March that year that those movies came out. And then uh, one ended up moving to May, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, we don't have to worry about that yeah. fight. Well, and they were they were on different weekends anyway, at different ends of the month. But, I, yeah, like I said, we can we can watch Batman and then, and then wait for Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange, to me, again, I think that's one of my most look forward to movies for next year. Um, now that you know, we're down to three um instead of four uh so so we've got that going for us uh but speaking of guardians three apparently it's filming pretty soon um there was like an instagram picture or video of chris pratt like he was talking about something but he was getting his star lord like facial haircut going on like those Uh like high they're like sideburns but they're also like tight chops at the top whatever his haircut his facial hair stuff like he was getting that done but is james Gunn's like it's like we're not filming yet but we are filming very soon um and that kind of goes back to um the uh the the date that we are not the date the um actor for adam warlock being announced so uh you you missed that we, we predicted it mike and then it was like what announced like <laughs> the next day kind of thing. yeah so. i do have to say i think the last thing i commented on on the show was like the I feel like the last time I saw that actor in a piece of media, uh, they looked were the, the look was a little scrawny esque, kind of like uh-huh. you know, just like a, a teenager trying to uh, survive like a, a dodgeball game in gym class. But then the the recent photos of him surfed is like, man, this dude got yoked. Yeah. He is like he is ready to go down, so he's definitely ready it, for the role. Well, and and the one I sent you was like, I'm like, he looks, he's got the, like a younger John Cena kind of look. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the some magical things can happen between certain ages of a human's life, and he is experiencing that uh, magic at this very moment. Um, But it is interesting to see Gunn to start to kind of make the transition from DC promotion to Marvel promotion, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like kind of once Fandome was kind of locked in and, like, the Peacemaker uh, uh, footage was kind of put out there in the world, and obviously he's on the other side of the Suicide Squad, you know, he'll probably have a little bit more um, promo to do when that show actually comes out in January, but it seems like he's, uh, as me and my wife keep saying, when the wife, when the weather gets cooler, we're shifting in the soup mode. Got to get ready for soup. Uh, Gun is uh, shifting into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mode. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. So he'll do that. I mean, the biggest question for that is, and that's not related to this, is will he go back to DC after Guardians three to do some more? Like, will he do a Suicide Squad two? Will he do another project there? Um, what, what do you think on that? That was, that was I mean, as, people as far as I can tell, I mean, uh, Gunn is very professional when he's like making statements and answering Q and A's on his social media accounts. So you're never going to see him like throw shade. Like he's not going to let some uh, like little dork on the internet, throw him up with like a sidewinder question on his Instagram. Right. Uh, but he, everything over at DC seemed to have gone exactly how he wanted it to go. Right. He had full reign, whatever characters and stories he wanted to tell. 
Hell. Uh, I mean, this one uh, was pretty off the wall and crazy, and he was able to do lots of creative things behind and in front of the camera. So, yeah, I, I would imagine if, uh, if, if he's welcome back or wants to go back, it mm -hmm. absolutely will happen. Yeah. I th everything but that um, – uh, was it the Deathstroke character poster we saw from the concept art? Remember that he – Oh, yeah. So maybe, maybe they'll give him a Deathstroke movie. Maybe they'll let him go over there and do that. But um... – yeah, Guardians 3 uh, filming probably soon. My guess is we may have some announcements and maybe some artwork at um, Disney Plus Day, uh, mm -hmm. which is coming up. That's right. That's like November 12th, right? Mm -hmm. uh, is it? Is, am I, that'll am I, that'll, am I that'll be soon. No, that's November. We got fandom out of the November way in 12th. October. Yeah. Now it's time for Disney to come in and just, just say like, you know, here, hold my purse. Here's all the things that's inside of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is this is what we've got going on in filming, and and here's all the new stuff. And I like the one thing I will give Marvel on their last media compared to Fandom. Like, Fandom was like four hours, and it, like, it, you know, going back and watching this week, I'm like, man, there's a lot of like just filler in here of nothing. Um, Marvel keeps there's like, okay, you want to see uh, Guardians? Here's Guardians three. Here's a little message. Uh, some concept art. All right, you want to see Ant Man? Here's Ant-Man. Yeah. We've announced King. I mean, I guess the the biggest advantage that you can give to Fandom, which they had last year, not so much this year, is that uh, it's not investor-based. Like, everybody gets to watch it, but that has kind of been fixed this year from Disney. I don't think we're going to have, like, a, a pop-up screen that says, we'll be back in two minutes after uh, yeah. the people that invested in us uh, watch this two-minute trailer. Yeah. Well, I think Fandom last year was, wasn't it paywalled or something last year? Uh, I don't think we, so. It, it wasn't easy to watch. We, we well, had... I don't think like the the, the juicy stuff was. Yeah. Pay, if anything was paywalled, I'm sure it was just kind yeah. of just I don't know Q and A's yeah, sure. or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I know everything got online afterwards, but I was like, man, I, I remember not being able to watch it very easily. But uh, they had it on YouTube anyway. Moving along, Sony. Uh, I don't know. I think this is planned. This sounds planned to me. Has announced two Marvel movies for 2023. Um, after Marvel delayed their calendar. So mm -hmm. they have added a June 23rd, 2023 slot, and an, and they took over October 6th, 2023, when Marvel vacated it. Mm -hmm. um, so these are Sony's Marvel movie dates. They're, and then Craven is also January 13th of 2023, by the way. Uh, so they've got three Marvel movies in one year. This is adding up. Oh. Um, but <laughs> the... Well, I was going to say, this is where I really think you're going to come to life here. The rumors for one of these dates is a Spider-Man 4 movie. Now, is it Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4 is the online debate right now? Well, um, well that, I mean, this is pretty wild. I mean, I've been avoiding all of the all of the Instagram squares that have any semblance of a spider in it, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like some set stuff is starting to leak and that movie's coming out soon. I don't need to see yeah. any more than I have to see. So, uh, but I mean, it makes sense that the October 6th date would be, I don't know, I doubt it's Morpheus 2, right? A sequel for that, that'd be insane that early. I mean, Venom makes sense because yeah. it has been historically a Venom month, but the second Venom movie was not originally supposed to be October. It was supposed to be a summer like cash cow uh, that ended up falling back in October again. So I don't know if Sony has gotten to its groove and like, oh, let's keep pumping out these Venom movies. You know, uh, we only have Tom Hardy for so long. I'm sure he's going to move on to something else eventually. Um, but yeah, June seems like a big kind of star-studded month where we could get another mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie. Um, I, I, I mean... 
it just in a normal environment, right, where we don't have to navigate like contracts and the length of uh, actors and, you know, I would think it would just be more Tom Holland, right? Just keep making these Spider-Man movies. People are enjoying them and they're making money. Yeah. But since we're in this weird multiversal world, like I would be open to like an older Spider-Man movie, right? Bring back Tobey Maguire. Yeah. What's it like being a 40-something Spider-Man? Uh, I, I think Tobey Maguire's in his 40s, well, right? I, did, I didn't just he, like make him feel elderly, did I? Uh, he might. He probably 40s based on where we are. Probably like maybe late 40s. Uh, How old is Toby Maguire? Live yeah. search on the podcast. Forty six. Forty six. Yeah. There, you're like an elderly old man, yeah. AARP style. So, so the, the idea. So, I want to back up here, but the original <laughs> Venom two date was October of 2020. By the way, they they it got delayed like three times. So it was it's always been October for Venom. So I think October six is the lo- a lock for Venom three. Um, so we'll, we'll knock on wood on there. But I think the other one is not just Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire, but maybe an amazing Spider-Man 3, which is, like, my least favorite idea. Like, I would hate for them to go back to Andrew Garfield's world of, of Spider-Man. Like, I hope like that this is just people, like, saying, oh, it could be any Spider-Man. But, like, I would love to see Tom Holland. But, you know, and, and, and actually, you know, Disney doesn't lock in Sony Day. So, like, the the... the the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, movie is not on Disney's calendar. It's on Sony's calendar. So uh-huh. do you think they could turn around another Spider-Man movie in a year and a half? I mean, that's... Uh, that's a good question. You know what? The, the the thing that we haven't been thinking about is there's a chance that this could end up being a like team-up movie, right? You know, is the next movie actually a Venom movie or is it going to be Venom with somebody else? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's only so many villains that they... Maybe it could be a... Um, uh, a vil- a more another villain-based movie, uh, Scorpion. Is he going to get his own movie? I don't know. I, I hope not. Uh, but I doubt that would be June, right? That seems yeah. weird to be June. Yeah, Spider Man's notoriously um, July Fourth weekend, so or end of June, early mm-hmm. July. So I I feel it's Spider Man. Like mm-hmm. I, what what else? I mean, this isn't that Madam Web movie, is it? Like or or the Black <laughs> Cat Silver Sable movie? Yeah. I feel like they would have announced those because those got really yeah. close to production. I mean, I tell you one thing. The one thing that I'm keeping my eye on that nobody out there has put their finger down on top of is who does Miles Morales belong to, right? Anybody out there that pretends to know 100% of everything about these contracts is lying to you because it's not public information. We're just going off of historical decisions that have been made in the past. And when that Sony deal was signed was well before that character was ever created. So was the contract in perpetuity of everything that was to be created after that? I don't know, but it just really seems like if Marvel wants to get out of this Sony relationship, you just create a a Miles Morales and then you just Mm -hmm. cut and run, right? So I'm really looking for just any sort of legal decisions that center around that character moving forward. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only thing um, in that regard leaning towards its Marvel is that he was created literally in 2011 after the MCU had like really solidified. So that's what mm-hmm. my, my hope for. Um, but you know, again, Sony, who owns the consoles, makes the games for Spider-Man, and they have the Miles Morales game locked down, right? Like that's, uh, and then they also did what Into the Spider Verse um, mm-hmm. as well. So it's it's one of those interesting things where like. 
I hope it's not a shared character because that would suck. But um, yeah, it, it could be easily, you know, that June one could be a Miles movie, right? Like maybe that's the way they go instead of um, a Peter Parker Spider-Man movie. Because um, into the Spider-Verse 2, acro- I'm sorry, across the Spider-Verse, I'm going to have to get used to that, is, <laughs> is June of 2022. So um yeah, that's a that's a that's a great that's a great question out here. I I really hope it's not like a, another. If it's a Tom Holland Spider Man, I'm fine. But I I don't want a Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I think that would be weird to go back to a universe later, even though that's literally what the Flash is doing by visiting Batman eighty nine's universe <laughs> and bringing I, him back. I think it's pretty obvious. What we need to do, Chris, is we need to launch a Patreon, and all funds will go to us hiring a legal entertainment lawyer uh-huh. that we will sick out there on the case. Like, I need you out there. I need you in filing cabinets. I need you in manila folders. I need you looking through the fine print because I do not want to read any of it. You have access that I will not have. Uh, we, we need to sneak you into Sony's lot down in yeah. Culver City. I will bring the ladder. Uh, and then depending on what the patrons want is uh, depending on your bonus. Yeah, yeah. Th- throw throw me in. I'll, yeah, I'll get one of those. It's Halloween time. I can actually go into Spirit Halloween and get a costume right now Walk walk on in there. Um, those, yeah, uh, just, just dress up as a Sony property and just say, like, yeah. I'm supposed to be here shooting today. Like, come on, let me in. I will dress up. Uh, maybe the Squid Game characters because they look like PlayStation controllers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're here. We're here shooting a Squid Game PlayStation uh, yeah. crossover commercial. You don't want to be the security guard that keeps that keeps us from this synergy right now. Exactly. We we uh we we we're here to be the controllers in the new Sony commercial. Uh, <laughs> I'm the square button, of course. So yeah, I don't know. This is it's, it's interesting. Sony, they're um, it feels like they're ramping up, which I thought they would be more ramping down, but they're. <laughs> They but doesn't it, up. doesn't it almost always seem like they're ramping up? I feel yeah. like whenever we talk about them, it always seems like they're about to do something fantastic, and then it's just kind of uh, we the, just the dates get well, moved, the characters get changed. Well, the, the, the ones they do announce, kind of like in, in confirmed, like usually get canceled. They're like, oh, remember that silver and black movie? Um, oh, God. And this would be a totally different conversation, right? If that Morpheus movie actually came out, Morbius, because but... Morbius, sorry, yeah, Morpheus is, is coming out of the Matrix, <laughs> yeah. Uh... Because, like, I mean, I guess I don't want to damn the movie before it comes out, but I, it, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a good chance in my mind. So it, the, the problem, we were... <laughs> well, the problem is Jared Leto's the fucking lead actor, and like <laughs> his fans are gonna flock to watch it. You know this, right? Like. Hot Topic is going to be Morbius-themed for the foreseeable future. because You know what? People used to say the same thing about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was Hollywood's star boy, man, and that doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. So it's just another Hollywood story of you're you're always just kind of like one project, one bad script decision away from just kind of being out of the limelight. No matter how much I hate Jared Leto, he won't go away. He just (laughs) won't go away. Uh, I mean, uh, he's he he bought the Tron franchise or something, right? So he's going to be in Tron three. He was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine actually, uh, as as like the main villain. Um, he's got he that was... music band he does whenever he's not making <laughs> movies. He wasn't in Dune, was he? Or I, I just I feel like he's him, he was like sneakily in Dune. I, well, he was yeah. the Dune. Yeah, he, he, he is the, the he Dune. The voice. Oh he, he came in, he came in front. He did some uh, voice work. He just went. Yeah. Like okay, Jared Leto, the 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 air moving across the sand. Yeah, uh, who did who did the music for for Dune? Was that um, Hans Zimmer? Uh, maybe I don't know. 
If it was, he probably got Jared. Hey, Jared, can you come here and play a G string on this guitar real fast for us? <laughs> All right, good. You're in the soundtrack. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, anyway, Sony picking up some, adding some dates. We don't know what they're going to be. If you've got theories, send them our way. We want to know what you're, what you're, what you're uh, chewing out there. So, give it, give us some thoughts. Spider-Man No Way Home is rumored to have a runtime of 150 minutes. Uh, but I think that's okay because according to all the rumors and all the theories, everyone who's ever looked at Spider-Man is in this movie and um, <laughs> he's got Doctor Strange. So there's that whole side of the universe. Uh, it's just got a lot of things going on in it right now. So Yeah. Wasn't it um, – you sent me a uh, like a screen cap of something – like a week or so ago that said that we have an impending trailer coming in yes. for the next Spider-Man. Is that going to be tomorrow? Is this another situation where we record on a Sunday and then of course there's it's a prob- trailer the very next day? It's either tomorrow or next Monday. The The thought is it will be attached to Eternals because it'll be the next movie tickets to go on sale. Mm, and gotcha. it'll, it'll be about a month out. So it's, I'm going to have to go through our, our text well, here. So. What, what's, your, what's your guess here for the next Spider-Man trailer? Do you think we're just going to be getting more villain reveals, or do you think we're finally going to see another Spider-Person? Because if this is, you know, get your tickets now, it feels like you got to show the other Spider-Suits, right? Mm-hmm. At 1025, so yeah, it'd be tomorrow. I think I think we're at that... that, that um that precipice yes Mm -hmm. where it's either if it's not if they if they if they give us a trailer this week and they're not in there then the next one when they announce ticket sales it will be Mm -hmm. but i don't know why they wouldn't i mean they normally do ticket sales what a month in advance uh, three to four weeks so if they want to do them almost two months in advance for a spider-man movie i wouldn't be surprised like just to build the hype up for spider-man right like it's always always huge um but I think the announcement of the other other Spider-Man will go with ticket sales. Like, you know, tickets now on sale to, to see all the spider Well, Man. I guess uh, Spider-Man sells tickets because I yeah. think that's what they did for Civil War as well. I yeah. think the Get Your Tickets trailer was when they, they showed uh, Spidey at the end of that trailer. Yeah, I, of course. I mean, yeah, you've got, you've got adults wanting to see it. You've got kids wanting to see it. Uh, you know, people who are our age um, when Spider-Man. Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. Now have kids who want to see Spider-Man. Uh, so I think there's a nice flip here. Um, you know, a cycle of generations to, to do this. So I, I think so. I did see there are, I think it's, it's Empire um, Magazine has some um, a, an article with Spider-Man in it this month coming up. Um, they've got some stills from the movie showing Doc Ock chasing Spider-Man. Nothing that you wouldn't, the next frame in the trailer pretty much. Um, so I, yeah, I'd, I'd be excited to see some of this stuff. Um and kind of kind of how it ties into everything. I I, I want to see more, but I don't want to know more, Mike. Like that uh-huh. that's where I'm at. Like I'm like I'm like I know, I've heard too many names. I, I've I I've heard too many rumors. I just want to know what what it is, and then get get there to the theater. So, um, is it is that I mean, no question here, Mike. Is this an opening night movie for you? I know you've been really enjoying those Saturday mornings, but knowing oh, how Spider Man is, that that's tough, right? Because we got our Eternals tickets again for a Saturday morning showing, but it just seems like there's so much chocked full in this crazy ass Spider Man movie coming up. Like, yeah, like, maybe I got maybe I gotta you know just double mask it. You know, yeah. don't get snacks like I usually do. Watch mm-hmm. out for that uh, COVID, co- uh, Delta Plus because apparently that's a thing now that has okay. its own streaming service. Yeah, so, you gotta, you gotta uh, pay subscription. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think um, you know nothing against Shang Chi, nothing against um, 
Black Widow or the Eternals, but I think this movie is going to set uh, the tone of uh, Phase Four more than those other ones have mm-hmm. so far. So um, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow, Mike, if we're doing a trailer review next week <laughs> for sure. The news I thought I didn't think uh, I'd see this week is there's a huge rumor going around that they're going to be doing a World War Hulk movie and filming will start next year for this. Wow. Um, well, speaking of needing that entertainment lawyer, uh, this is like a whole other segment where we talk about uh, Universal's distribution rights, right? Yeah. So, um, according, I, I did look this up. According to like probably eight different um, higher tiered websites, like kind of like the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, so on mm-hmm. and so forth, say that they got the Hulk rights back in like 2019, 2020 mm-hmm. range. Uh, for distribution um, going forward, not backwards. That's why the Hulk is not on any of the uh, uh, streaming services, the the, mm-hmm. the Disney Plus. Uh, and that's why we've not had a solo Hulk film literally since 2008. Um, but, you know, there is the the upcoming She-Hulk uh, TV series. Abominations mm-hmm. in there and Shang-Chi. I feel like they are working towards a... a, a more than a single Hulk in the world. Uh, maybe a Red Hulk. Uh, world War Hulk, this will not be the same movie as the comic book, right? It's just going to be in name alone. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was no planet Hulk. He doesn't come take over the Earth and, you know, whatever. But, like, I feel they are working towards this, so the hints are there. So I'm likely to believe this will be announced in, like, two weeks, three weeks at the uh, Yeah, I mean, Disney that Boston. does... That does seem like the uh, the biggest uh, omission kind of from the Hulk verse right now at the moment is Red Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, oh, what's his what's his main villain? I want to say like Sinestro, but that's not it. The that's leader. Green Lan- that's Green Lantern. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you could throw a Hulk villain in there for maybe a close yeah. second. Uh, well, I guess a Hulk villain outside well, of a, a Hulk-like and, creature. But yeah, Red Hulk. We want to see a big red thing on screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Vo- the multicolored Hulks are definitely something that they, they, they need they need to tap into a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then, um, you know, what's uh, was that Doc Samson, um, who is like the human guy with the green mullet or like long, you know, He-Man hair from the Earth Minus Heroes. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He was, like there's an idea of like, I don't think there's a game of prison, but like, you know, if, you know, She-Hulk gets a blood transfusion from the Hulk, there's probably going to open up doors for other people getting Hulk powers. Um, and it'd be interesting. Um, you know, I would love to see uh, Mark Ruffalo come back as a, as a person rather than just a Hulk for this, hopefully. Um, so I, I'm, I'm down. Like, this isn't bad news to me, but I, I want to get some official confirmation before I, you know, put it on our list of, of things coming up, you know. So, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add to that? You good? Yeah, I'm looking forward to see a a, a, a big red muscle. Big red muscle, muscly <laughs> Hulk. And what about? Uh, and then also, um, like there's, I don't know if you know, there's red She Hulk as well. See, they all the <laughs> all the colors of the rainbow can be big muscles, right? Yeah. They can, they can, they cannot be contained to a Disney Plus yeah. screen. They must be on the big screen. And I'm pretty sure the red She Hulk is Betty, Betty, Betsy, Betsy Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Bring- we're going to bring back Liv Tyler for this? I, I hope so. I mean, damn. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So this is this next topic, I, I've left some vagueness in here. Miss um, Marvel, uh, one of the actors uh, who worked on the show, says that the show will not be uh, coming out until possibly June or July of 2022, um, which is surprising how late that would be, right? We thought it would be very, very soon. Um, now, I have two theories behind this, Mike, and I want to... Mm-hmm. Picture up. They're making changes to Miss Marvel's source material. 
Do you want to know what that is? Or do you want to wait? So uh, there's two things that come to mind. Um, I suppose uh, I will speak them and decide if I want to know. Uh, the first one is origin for sure, right? In the comic mm-hmm. books, her origin is in human. Uh, big concept that's up in the air right now for the MCU. Is it going to be in humans based? Is it going to be mutants based? Is it? Are they just going to kind of wave it off as some sort of weird science experiment that that makes her stretchy? Uh, I don't know, but I would imagine that could be a, that that could be it. But now that I say stretchy, there was that kind of possible rumor i don't even know if it was a rumor if it's somewhat confirmed is i feel like the last time we talked about miss marvel was she was going to have like a different power set possibly for her tv show where they showed like crystals around her hands or something and we weren't really sure what was going on there so i have to say like i'm a little worried about this tv show right now just because like those crystals kind of freaked me out a little bit um so it wasn't confirmed, but I'm just going to tell you, uh, it's the, it's, they are changing her size changing to be like light constructs, like that kind of come off as crystal right? Like she's not, she's not stretching. Uh, oh, why, 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 why? I, I feel like I could say this like a thousand times. Like why? So I, I, uh, I'm going to send you a photo. Um, okay. That of, of some, some promo art that was leaked. And I will tell you, this looks way better than the other one we saw um, because it actually looks like her hand is expanding, but it's not just a stretchy, malleable hand. It's becoming a literally very large light crystal <laughs> yeah, construct it, hand. Yeah, I suppose there is an embiggening quality yeah. to it. I mean, I don't it's, know. It, it's, I, we don't – this is this is like a whole different – like. They're changing everything. I, I, yeah. Do you want to know? Sup- do you want to know her origin as well? The rumored origin with this. Well, hold on. I, I would. Su- okay. I would suppose you're damned. You're damned if you do. Damned if you don't. Right. Yeah. Because there's something so wacky and slapsticky in general about like a human body part like enlarging or stretching, which is something I suppose they still have to solve eventually when they get to Fantastic Four. Right. Right. So I don't know. Is this just like a? Is this just like a compromise? So it's just not awkward when you have two characters on screen with the exact same powers eventually i don't know i i I suppose all i can do is just lean back and use the faith that the mcu has built over the last decade or so and trust that they know what they're doing but this this image that i'm seeing seems like a seems like a half measure almost so but yeah what's the origin you got well it's cree technology not necessarily um inhuman or mutant or genetic based oh that's so, worse so, that's the worst thing you could have told me chris i would have rather it been a science experiment yeah i, I, I know what you bad of something i know what you'd rather but yes um <laughs> now she will be in the marvels which is you know next next year but i this is just one of those things i i i was like should we talk about this because again you know mike i'm an inhuman fan i love mm-hmm. those are my my, my jam miss marvel was never really in that that, that i like the, the royal line then we have the Avengers game with Miss Marvel, uh, which is like a really good introduction to her. Um, uh, even if you don't like the gameplay, I think her character arc and her character is really interesting. And when you play as her, you get those embiggening powers, right? Like you actually stretch up and out and then mm-hmm. she becomes huge. And that's really cool visually to see in a video game. Now, I I need to see the footage of this before I make any judgments. Um, again, we... I don't... Have they made any other adjustments overall to characters recently like this? Like enough to 
to change the power yeah, so, set and the origin story of and then yeah. just give her a name so if you told me it was like a Cree serum or something right that got put into her it, and she's still got the embiggening powers it just feels like it, they're changing too many puzzle pieces like yeah you can move one they do that all the time right they'll present us mm-hmm. the idea of like Captain America's Civil War and it has nothing to do with the storyline of Civil War but it's still at the heart of heroes fighting each other right, right. you know or they'll have alternate origins for characters but they'll ultimately have the same powers but this seems like such a a sea change Mm -hmm. right from the original comic book character which isn't that old it's not like this is some wacky like golden age hero that nobody has ever heard about like Kamala Khan is very very new uh, to the scene yeah well exactly and and you know this is a situation where you've changed two things that are core to this character like these aren't like oh we you know changed her outfit or you know we we changed her first name by a couple letters this is literally like her origin is an inhuman and dealing with that fact about her life. And then also, you know, she, she has the embiggening powers, which means, you know, like that, as a child, you can have some complexes, right. With your body changing. Like, mm-hmm. like this is down the middle. So just by saying there is, and I, hopefully I'm wrong. And hopefully these are just rumors and maybe someone read this wrong. Um, could be a translation uh, for, for some of this, but like, you know, if she's now powered by technology and using light constructs, just use a different fucking character. Like, just make a new one, right, for this thing. Like, you don't have to take Miss Marvel as a whole and ad- adapt, you know, two solid core. Like, if they change one more thing, I'm like, just give her a new name, call her a new person. Like, yeah. Now, there, there could be a chance, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, as one could say, is who knows maybe it starts off this way and maybe at the end of the season she gains mm. in beginning powers you know that could be a possibility i don't understand how the, the storytelling mechanic of that but it does seem strange like they could have waited to introduce this character right you know i mm. i understand that you want to get representation on the screen as as quick as possible but like it seems like if you do it make sure you do it right especially for this very beloved character this almost seems like introducing miles morales and then just like, oh, actually, he's not bitten by a spider. Uh, he uses Cree technology, and uh, he doesn't web sling or have his like venom striker turn invisible. He flies or something, right? Mm, it's just yeah. like, why would you change so so much about it? I don't know. I I'm I'm worried about this, Chris. I'm officially I, very worried. <laughs> I'm not worried because uh, again, and I, I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't be worried. Either. We're not precious on this character, right? Like this isn't something that we hold dear to ourselves. Uh, I, if someone else who does and, and sees themselves in this character and they feel it violates them, then, then maybe we can have that conversation. But for me, I'm not precious on Miss Marvel enough to care. Now I will say, yeah, there's an opportunity here for her to change over time. Maybe by the time she gets to the Marvels, you know, she has more of a stretchy power and like, this is like a stepping stone to get there. Um, but I, I want to see this. I think this is going to be the biggest question. Now, if they do do it in July, of next year, like we said, and they just delayed the Marvels to the February. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a, a wait between those, but I don't know. I want to see this in action, and um, you know, we got to we got to let the Feigster tell us tell us how to how he's handled. I guess uh, he's using all of his uh, good faith on this one yeah. show. I guess. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that. Even if this was a bust, I mean, I I think, and we've talked about this. I know you really dislike Falcon Winter Soldier, and I'm just like amicable with it like i think that was a wasted opportunity all around like this this is less so than that but i I think there's an opportunity to 
you know, they can change and redeem over time. So we'll 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 see. Uh we mentioned this at the top of the show. Hayden Christensen is set to return not just once in Obi-Wan Kenobi, but again in the Ahsoka TV show coming up on Disney Plus in the Star Wars universe. After we haven't seen him since what, oh five? Um, he's now being back and like he's coming back to two shows. Um I guess that movie what did you say it was? It wasn't Mystic Pizza, but it sounds like Mystic Pizza. Oh, Little Italy. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, it, he, you know, he, he's needing some work to do. But apparently, so just a reminder, Ahsoka is set after Return of the Jedi, right? Like, this is in the Mandalorian time frame. Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily alive at this point. So is Hayden Christensen going to be a flashback to Anakin in the Clone Wars? Is it going to be a Darth Vader kind of thing from, like, Rebels? Or is it a Force ghost? Kind of thing because we saw him as a force ghost at the end of the special ultra mega blu-ray remastered version of return of the jedi mm-hmm. is, like well, is, is there a right answer here <laughs> well it does seem like if you're doing an ahsoka show right she has been this like uh for lack of a better term a piece of ip that yeah. has shifted around a lot in the timeline now right you know she's been in two different timelines of animated tv shows and now she's a live action that would be her furthest shift in the timeline, right? When she was in Mando, that was the yeah. oldest incarnation of her character. Yeah, Clone Wars and Rebels is pretty close. Like that's they're both set in between, like are set up pretty early at the top yeah. of uh, this. This uh, yes, yeah, gotcha. And and I know you could probably show her, you know, her origin a lot better off in the Clone Wars, right? But you know, if you kind of wanted to tell the story of adult Ahsoka, you know, maybe her show starts off as kind of like a. It's hard to say prequel because, like I said, this character is all over the timeline. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Ahsoka show starts off maybe before she ever meets uh, Mando, right? You know, mm-hmm. it could jump back and forth. But, I mean, it would be pretty well, dope to see a fight between uh, Ahsoka and Darth Vader, well, right? Well, so that is in Rebels. I mean, just I'm just going to tell you, like, that's already in Rebels. Like, they've um, they, they fought in that, that show. Um, and, and she's an adult. I, I think she's square adult in that show. But what did she do during the original trilogy? You know, um, she's, she's, I'm sure she's aware of Luke Skywalker. Um, maybe during that time, or maybe he, find, I would like to see hopefully a better deep fake version of Mark Hamill <laughs> meeting Ahsoka and, and kind of going through this route because like, she's not, I mean, like, uh, you're familiar with her Clone Wars, right? Early on in like what season five, she leaves the Jedi Order. Like she just yeah, like, she's very. I mean, she's so dis- disillusioned from yeah. kind of the Jedi way when we meet her live action that her lightsabers don't even have color to them, right? Right. She's just like, so she's so like Switzerland, right? She, she's she's very much a Force user for good, but she's like, I don't believe in your you know organized Jedi ways. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just going to use the Force for good in my way. Um, that way. So I would love to see her talk to Luke Skywalker and have a conversation about that. Um, but like, um, when do- she has her altercation with, uh, you know, Vader yeah. in rebels, is it cathartic in any way? Or is it just like an action scene? Like, does she have a conversation with, uh, Anakin it's, in any way? It, it's, I, I would say less, less conversation. And there's more to deal with that in like season three or four, um, I, I don't think they need to revisit it, um, but may, maybe they do. Maybe there is something else in there. I mean, also. Force Ghost does make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, so maybe... And then you would actually would get Hayden Christensen, right? Because yeah. if you're just bringing Vader back, like in the Obi-Wan show, 
you don't really even need to bring the actor back except maybe to do some ADR, right? Unless the yeah. helmet f- falls off and you want to, you know, slap some mm-hmm. scarring and stuff on top of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, there could be flashbacks to maybe their Clone Wars era from scenes that they didn't show in the Clone Wars. Oh, that actually would be really cool to uh, remake some, show some iconic scenes that happened during the Clone Wars, right? But yeah. in live action yeah. with the like this whole volume technology, that would that would be a fun yeah. little thing to see. That I, we actually we, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit in our next topic of remaking things in live action. But yeah, I think that could be cool to yeah, see. Yeah, I think I think there's an opportunity for flashbacks in the Clone Wars and then Force Ghost. I don't think we need to see her versus Darth Vader. Um, as cool as it sounds, I think they did a really good job in Rebels, and um, Obi Wan fighting Vader would be pretty solid for me. I think so. Um, we'll, we'll we'll say we'll, we'll we'll hope for those two things and probably get something. Again, hopefully at Disney Plus Day, man. I feel like a lot of these announcements are like we're just, they're just hyping us up. They're like, hey, get ready for us to actually <laughs> confirm or deny this. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncharted. They finally made a movie. Mike, you've been waiting on this for years. We've we've all they, how many directors they went through, how many delays. We've got <laughs> Tom Holland. We got Marky Mark Mar Wahlberg. Uh, um, it's not Benicio del Toro. Um, shoot, what's Antonio that? Banderas. Antonio Banderas. It is Puss in Boots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, they gave us our first trailer for this uh, upcoming adaptation, which is coming out in February. Uh, I didn't realize how how soon that was. Um, this I, I I've seen other videos. This is shot for shot from some of the games, like literally, mm-hmm. um, like that ship in the in the the underground cove kind of thing, and um, you know the the, the his brother's necklace and stuff like that. Yeah, I, the, I, the the cargo net set piece. Uh, yeah, out of, out of the plane. That's straight from a a scene in the game. Yeah, so I've not played the original games. I, I played uh, four, um, but like you know, Mike, you're you're more hyped for this than I am. It's it's a think? it's a it's a mixture of hype, right? Because I feel like I'm the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where I'm yeah. pointing at the screen, going, "Oh, that's from the game. That's from the game. That's neat. I played that." Because when you play a video game, right, especially a series of games with the same character, and you spend so many hours with it, you know these aren't super long, intense games, but they're very cinematic and storytelling. Mm-hmm. You get to know and very familiar with the characters, right? So when I see them on the screen in a movie, I'm like, "Oh, this is." cool the characters i liked but then after the trailer was over and i kind of thought about it i was like this really feels like that tomb raider movie with mm-hmm. uh, alicia vikander right yeah that that came out a few, few years ago like nothing really seems like i don't feel like i'm seeing a particular style or vibe to it it just feels very cut and dry we're making just a summer action movie um Hopefully it makes some money and maybe you'll see a sequel. So I was kind of hoping for maybe a little bit more of a vision, right? Uh, but yeah, it looks. Vi- I was expecting to see uh, what was it Nick Frost at the end of it oh, uh, yeah. in a beard, uh, handing some guns over to him. Like, no, that was uh, the Tomb Raider movie. So uh, this would be the perfect movie that I would love to see at home, day and date, right? Like, I don't think I have to go to a theater to see it, but. Man, if I could just watch it at home. Yeah. Uh, every, everyone's saying that um, Mark Wahlberg is gonna get like the mustache at the end of the at the end of the movie, right? Because that's his iconic look. And we've already actually seen like an Instagram photo of him sporting the mustache. So it's gonna be like that thing at the end of the Tomb Raider movie where she finally gets like the double gun holsters at the yeah. end. You like Sully's finally gonna get the mustache at the end. So there's lots of really great narrative to tell. 
but I can't tell if I just enjoyed it because it was in a video game or if it's just good in general. So we'll see how it goes. It does make sense. You definitely can start a Nathan Drake story at this point in his life. It looks like if Tom Holland is actually playing his age, I guess Nathan Drake would kind of be in his early 20s, uh, possibly late teenager, depending on how they want to pivot the character. He'd have to but, be, he's a bartender, so probably 21. Oh, yeah, so 21 that meant at least, well, I guess it depends on the country because he is a world traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they mention his brother and everything. So they're, they're, they're mentioning all these pieces that's across all of these video games. So... The franchise, the movie franchise is there for the taking. It's ready to go. It's just, is it going to be any good? Uh, but also, the biggest caveat, we've talked about this on the show before, Sony doesn't cut a very a very good trailer, right. right? Even when they have a good movie on hand. So uh, that's, a, that's a big uh, asterisk for this segment of the podcast yeah. right now. I, I think I think Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are great actors. I think they're, like, if anything, like I think they're going to be saving graces for this, right? Like, even if the story is kind of just okay i think having two really good you know um infectious actors are gonna be great for this Mm -hmm. for this movie i think they can do great so i think that's but you know as someone who doesn't play uncharted it i mean it feels like that movie sahara or you know like uh, oh yeah or like uh like you said tomb raider like to it to to the core so hopefully there's actually um you know again this is a teaser hopefully the next one kind of gives a little more story like for those who don't know what the story is like He's hunting for treasure, yes, but what, why, how, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think again, Tom Holland's a great actor. I think he's gonna do great action scenes. So we'll see how that goes. Did you watch this awesome Cowboy Bebop live action, The Lost Sessions? I did. I okay. Did. So I've never seen Cowboy Bebop, right? Mm-hmm. Totally new. Is the show like this? video <laughs> so I, i'm i'm actually glad you put this in, in in the show because i haven't really had a chance to really vocalize my feelings on this as far as i can tell there is a chance that we have not seen a single frame from the television show yet cowboy bebop the live action version because the we saw the opening title crawl right but as we've seen in a lot of title crawls for tv shows uh that could just be footage shot specifically for that. And it was very, very stylized. So they're either taking the most stylized portions out of the individual episodes, or they just shot those for the opening title. I mean, they know how important the opening title is going to be for Cowboy Bebop. That's, yeah. they, they, they know it's so important. They mirrored it almost one for one, and they used the exact same song. So it makes sense that they would go to the extra effort of shooting special stuff for that. And this Lost Sessions video is very much a promo, right? They're doing some fun stuff where their characters are taking like the dividing bar that's t- that's chopping up the video footage and they're throwing it around and they're bantering across. All of the stuff that they're saying is definitely not from an episode. So I'm in this weird scenario where it's just like, we haven't even actually seen the show yet. We've just seen very clever marketing material that's been given to us that all looks very different, but I would say they're, they're capturing the spirit of the show with this stuff, but I can't tell you for certain that this is how the show will end up looking right because it all feels very campy so far. Well, my question is, is the original anime like this or not? Well, the original anime, just like a lot of Japanese content, is kind of all over the place, right? You'll get some crazy, crazy 
deep, depressing episodes where you're connecting with villains who are just on the brink of destruction. And then you'll get like a weird trippy episode where somebody eats a weird mushroom and they're like, they're tripping and trying to like hunt down a watermelon. So like the episodes uh, definitely range. No, it's not that. Is the style of watching the episodes look like this, where they're pulling on bars, going across four different? Oh scenes. no, 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 that, no, that's, no, that's no, a, no! I don't know that. So no. if I watched this and I was like, if, absolutely if, not. If this whole episode is like Quentin Tarantino meets Scott Pilgrim, no, uh, it, like this is way too fast. And like, while it's beautiful, it's a great promo, but like. I really hope the TV show isn't like this at all. Yeah, um, that's why it definitely feels promo-y. Like, if, yeah. if, if if anybody goes back and watches it again or watches it for the first time, just really look at it from the point of view of somebody's making a commercial, and that's what it feels like. It doesn't seem like a lot of these shots could be pulled from an actual episode because there's a, there's a scene where uh, Spike Spiegel is fighting a bunch of characters, but then the staff that he's fighting with becomes one of the dividing bars, like, very seamlessly. Yeah. It's like, oh, they would have had to shot that for this promo so i've seen a lot of discourse out there where some people are saying like oh this is too much they're leaning too far away from the spirit of the show and i'm here to say i don't think anyone has seen the show yet i don't think they've put it out there for the world yet maybe there's some shots and some episodes that get really kind of uh, wacky but whether or not this is or isn't the case at least, like, it's the opposite of what I was saying for Uncharted, right? At least somebody has a creative direction for the show. They're like, you know, nobody's been able to properly adapt and animate a live action, and maybe it's because they're trying to be too safe or try to do two one-to-one. Like, let's just go weird and wild and wacky with it. So at least if people hate it, it's because of these choices that we made, not because anime cannot be adapted. So I'm still excited for the show, but like, I feel like I have not been given any new information almost. And someone who's not watched the show, like I, I echo what people have said online. I'm like, I, I literally thought this was the show. Like when I I saw, I'm like, if this is the show, while this is awesome and very thing, like, do they, do they take the black bars? Do they break the fourth wall, third wall, whatever it is in, in, in this situation with each other to kind of go across? I think, you know, from a, uh, a technical point of view, it's beautiful. Zach has done really, really well. Like, I think it even amplifies Scott Pilgrim stuff to like a new level um, in terms of how they handled it. And it's really fun. And the characters are really like, you get their banter, you get their dynamic pretty, pretty early on. But again, as someone who's not seen it, this is presented to me as how the episode is and how the show's going to be. I'm like, this is way too fast. They got to pump the brakes. So like, I, I think, well, I agree with you. We ha- probably haven't seen it, an episode of the show. Netflix is not doing themselves justice to newcomers. Um, by giving us this without any con of that context. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious. When are we gonna get this? Uh, when are we gonna get anything official? I want to yeah. see an actual scene from the TV show. Um, now. In the other side, I I no longer have any reason not to watch this because the entire original show is now on Netflix. Yeah, so, so you can watch all the anime on Netflix. Woo-hoo. Um, and I, right now I'm I'm currently um utilizing someone else's Netflix because one of the only like shows on there I'm watching is the Great British Baking Show, uh, and it's live every Friday. I love it. I I wish and I wish Netflix took the weekly schedule for their shows and didn't have the binge model, but um. I'm I'm excited to to possibly catch up on on this. Uh, see, there's like 26 episodes right in the first season. It's just a mm-hmm. short season, so we'll we'll see what that is. Lastly, Mike, I didn't even know this was on air yet. Why the Last Man <laughs> uh, on Hulu canceled already? 
So didn't yeah. even make it one season. Yeah, we never really got around to talking about it. Uh, the wife and I watched the first two episodes. Uh, it had been so long since I had read the first kind of collected volume of the comic book that I really couldn't remember the orders of operations of the things that I read. Uh, so I didn't really know if things were deviating, how close that they were being to it. Um, this was one of those weird things where I'm still not 100% sure, but it was for... Who it was for FX exclusively on Hulu, so I don't know if this even necessarily ever made it to cable in any way. I think it was just exclusively for Hulu, which means it was kind of pivoted as a premium streaming show, and it kind of felt like that when I watched it. It almost seemed like they were on a maybe a somewhat smaller budget, but I really liked the lead actor who was playing. Um, oh, I can't even remember the the main character's York. name. York. Yeah, that's right. Um, I really like that lead actor. Um, and it seems like they're putting a very interesting cast together. Um, but at the same time, whether or not the show is effective or good or not, because I, I kind of stopped watching it. So I'm sure it could be great. I didn't see anybody talk about the show. <laughs> right. And that's almost like a requirement when you're adapting like IP into the world, right? If you don't see anybody out there having a conversation about it online in any of like your social circles, that means the show is not really being as effective as they thought it would be. So I think that was probably the biggest problem of the show. It's just like nobody talked about it. Like I watched the first two episodes, they aired all at once on the first week. Uh, And then there, I think there was another episode that even popped on a couple days later. So in the first week of the show, you could watch three episodes of it and it'd been out for a couple weeks. Nobody was talking about it. So yeah. that means like no one's finding it particularly engaging enough to where they need to uh, recommend it to friends. Um, yeah. There's, I th- see you ha- there's still two episodes y- left even. Uh, yeah. And I see you have uh, the other bullet point here that they're, you know, possibly shopping it around to other services. I wish them luck. Like I said, I can't render a judgment on it because I haven't been watching it. But that's not a good sign if people aren't talking about your your I I mean, why the last man is a a very iconic comic book that a lot of people uh, that a lot of people read and a lot of people talk about. Uh, I guess is it indie? Is it an indie comic book, really? I mean, I maybe in spirit it's independent, but I, I know it's not from well, an indie it, it, label. It's Vertigo, um, so it's not you know DC, Vertigo is now owned by DC, so this is like where Sandman and like all those other kind of stuff kind of came from. So it's 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 darker indie, I'd say, yeah. Uh, yeah, when, when so it, it just yeah it it almost kind of seems like the same thing of a. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's Ascending, right? Right? Uh, or yeah, no, yeah. Asc- it's a- Ascending's the movie. I know. Right? See that? This is a whole other problem. Yeah. It's just like that's another property that was adapted that came out that just people weren't talking about it. So mm-hmm. that's like that X factor that unfortunately you can't always predict, right? You could get a really good showrunner, an awesome writers' room, some really good directors, some well, the budget for really good special effects. But if you just can't quite hook into the zeitgeist, right? I mean, what, I mean, you can't, there's nothing you can do there. I think they're trying to replicate the, you know, lightning in a bottle that was both umbrella Academy and the boys, um, you know, both comic books that people, you know, like and read, um, kind of, kind of like it. And they, they were in the talk, right? Everyone was talking about them when they came out and they're getting more seasons. So I think, you know, why the last man, um, while I think is is a longer one, I think this is uh, I think it just suffers from 
you know, maybe it's been, they tried to make it for too long. And I don't know if maybe the, the story got stale or, you know, you know what? Just like, I, I was, I was thinking about that a little bit and, and probably somebody who's more educated into like uh, gender politics would probably have more of an eloquent opinion about this, but it does seem a little stale, right? You know, when this comic book came out, you know, the tensions between men and women on the planet and the power struggles and the patriarchy was like all very much on the pulse, but we've evolved so much since that comic book has come out in a good way to where now it's about like, you know, the assignment of gender. Is it a construct? You know, do you even have to pick one or the other side? So it almost seems like the show had almost like fallen behind uh, the times a little bit, but they did. Um, they were kind of talking about a, a transgender identity in the very first episode. So it seems like at least they had made an effort to kind of update it. And then also, I feel like I'm at a point where I shouldn't be talking about this because I didn't finish the whole comic book storyline in general. So I'm speaking from basically um, a direction of ignorance. But at the same time, it all boils down to I didn't see anybody talking about right. the TV show. So uh, yeah. I, that's kind of its, the, Even- its biggest folly. Even in the news stuff where I gather our notes, I've not seen anything other. Even I think the initial launch, it was quiet. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are two episodes left in, in this season, and I, I honestly haven't seen nothing even in the news channels where I get yeah. our stuff from. So it's, it's funny that you do bring up The Boys, right? Because uh, uh, the director who directed the first episode of The Boys, Dan Trachtenberg, uh, also, I believe, directed the first... He either directed the first episode of Why the Last Man and or he was also attached to turn the move to turn the comic book into a movie so there is a little bit of a crossover there it just goes to show you even if you have all the right pieces in place right sometimes it just doesn't always go your way yeah he uh i don't see trackenberg on the on the wiki i don't think i don't think okay. he did anything on this one but i think he might have been trying to do the movie version yeah I, i'm pretty sure that was it because he um because they've been trying to turn this into a movie since 2016 it looks like here yeah so mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i mean it's just uh uh, sad that it didn't go. I mean, I didn't really hear. It. Like I said, no fanfare, no no talking points, and it's at a time where you know new content is again still hard to come by. You know, uh, pretty frequently, and you know again looking at the success of Squid Game, something that has nothing else behind it. It did not have a fan base. It did not have a award winning comic book series, and it's now the most what popular money making uh, thing in the world. So mm-hmm. uh, it's you just. You can have, like I said, this is why Warner Brothers robot for for movies will never make sense because <laughs> you can't pick what will make something successful. It just the nature will do its own thing. Take it the other mm-hmm. way. All right, well that's the episode for this week, Mike. If people want to know more about you, what you're up to, what you're doing, what can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. People know more about the show, what we do, where they can leave us a review or tell other people about us, where can they do that at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. Remember earlier in the episode when I told you to go there to find our upcoming release calendar? Well, you can also go there to find the other places we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. The show notes came in handy for me last week because I wasn't on the show. So I went through and I looked at everything that uh, Chris and Patrick talked about. I clicked on some of the links, watched some of those trailers that I missed. So these show notes are really, really useful even when you're in the show and making it. So head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, 
Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love it when you reach out. What are your theories on the the Sony Spider-Man shenanigans that are coming up? Uh, do you care if Kamala Khan's power set changes or do you think she should be embiggening like she was in the comic books? Reach out and let us know. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, make sure you're vaccinated. And if you're on the fringe of, um, you know, a pre-existing condition, maybe it's a good idea to get that booster shot. Because like Chris said, uh, am I going to see, be seeing Spider-Man opening night with a crowded theater? I sure would love to feel safe when I do that. So go get your vaccination and we'll be here every week, folks. Yeah. And that includes next week. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I used to have a little post-it note right on my computer that said, don't say like so much. I don't know if it ever helped because it stayed there on the computer for so long. I just got kind of used to it being there.